on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys? It's Andy Priscilla and this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society Welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have a full length And uh, it's gonna be the full length as well Ha 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 I'm waiting for you to tell that joke, brother. It's a terrible joke. <laughs> First of all, you tell all <laughs> no, the terrible no. jokes. We have a special uh, guest. My standards, I was pretty low. Okay. Really? By your standards? <laughs> the worst joke teller ever? Yeah. That's okay. saying a lot. All right. Might have been, <laughs> been not my best work. I'll admit that. Uh, guys, if this is your first time listening, we have multiple different formats on the show. Today, we have a full-length show, which means we have an amazing guest, which I'm going to introduce in just a minute. Uh, sometimes when you tune in, we have Q&AF, which is uh, where you submit the questions and I give you the AF. Um, you can submit those questions too. Email those in, guys, to askandy at andyforsolo.com. And then sometimes when you tune in, we have CTI, which is Cruise the Internet. That's where we throw some headlines up on the screen. We talk about what could maybe be true about them. Uh, we laugh a lot. And then we uh, talk about what the lesson is from a macro perspective for the society. And then in Q&AF and full length and real talk, we talk about how we can individually be better uh, to help solve these problems. So this show is really like the peanut butter and jelly of how to fix the freaking world. Uh, that's what we try to do here. So today uh, I am super excited about the show because it's one that I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, I've got my friend, uh, Lou Carella who's made his way up here, who is the head strength coach for, the, uh, for, for Georgia Tech. Um, you guys see me repost his content a lot. Uh, it's because it's amazing content. And he understands what it takes to build men of character to help the next generation win and lead and be productive. And he's just a great dude. And uh, I want to welcome him to the show. So thanks for coming up, man. Oh, I can't thank you guys enough. This is truly amazing. Dream come true for me. Um, you inspire me daily. I listen to you going to work, going home from work. I just agree with everything you're trying to do. And I'm truly honored to be sitting here with you guys in this actual studio. DJ gave me the tour. I'm just, I'm blown away. I really am. I'm truly honored and I'm going to give you everything I have today. Yeah, well, bro, uh, we also have my brother Sal here. Hey, yeah, hey, Dr. Hey. Sal. Yeah. <laughs> Not trying to leave you out there in, in the rain. Don't worry. I'd have made my way in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, man, you know, Sal and I have shared your content back and forth for years. It's the dude. best on the internet. Yeah, it is the best. And I remember the first video I ever saw of, of you speaking. And it was, um, you were telling the story. I remember exactly what the post was because it was so good. Because it's so true. It was, um, you were talking about how winners will give everything that they have and still think they didn't do enough and losers will do very little and they will think they you know did everything they could and uh that that was just like that two second three second clip i knew right away i'm like this is my kind of dude right here mm. you know what i'm saying because like dude that is what it feels like you know it, it feels like we have two polarities of of people uh in the universe and you know, the producers of the world are, are doing so much and they're like, what else can I do? I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that. You know, you hear it all the time from championship guys. You hear, mm -hmm. you hear Michael Jordan talk about, you know, he talks about the, the, the shots he missed. 
you know, the game winning shots he missed. And, uh, and, and, and then we, we look at the other side of, of, of the scale and we have people who don't really do anything talking about how tired they are, how frustrated they are, how exhausted they are. And it's like, bro, what's going on? So we all know there's been cultural differences, uh, you know, and changes that have taken place. You know, how old are you? 36. Yeah. So we're from the same generation, essentially, from when you and I were kids versus uh, and Sal. Uh, versus how things are now. I mean, dude, you're you're preaching the real stuff, man. The hard work, the the grit, the fortitude, the pushing through. Um, what's it like out there right now? You know, I, kids get recruited and they're told they're the best since they're freshmen in high school. And you know, for me, being the strength coach, I'm with the guys more than any coach on staff. Yeah. I'm with them year round. You know, your body gets three days off and it has to work out again. Yeah. So we gotta. We got to go, but I have to know these kids well. But the, the whole point of this is, I got to get through to them. Yeah. And what is getting through to them before I even get to them is the fake stuff, is the fakest lies they've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to give you this if you come here. Hey, uh, you don't got to work hard. You're going to start for us. Um, hey, you're the best. Pick us over them. They can find any leverage possible to persuade a kid to come to their school. And then they have to meet a guy like me. That's speaking foreign language and talking about discipline and toughness and work ethic and accountability and winning and, and competing for a spot. It's, I got to rewire their entire mindset, mm -hmm. which is why I give them a message of the day. Every day they run, every day they lift. Sometimes cameras are there. Sometimes it's not. That's not why I do it. Yeah. And I'm thankful that they started because I would never know you. And I would never have a platform like today to speak about lazy people do a little work and think they should be winning mm -hmm. but winners work as hard as possible and still worry if they're being lazy yeah dude that was the clip and it was amazing like i remember you i think you sent it to me sal yeah. and you're like dude check this dude out i'm like that's our dude right there that's how we were always coached bro like i was coached that from the time we started playing soccer we were probably what four years old four or five yeah like that. <clears throat> up until you know i mean dude my dad's office is right over there like if i go stick my head in there and be like Dad, I'm having a rough day. It's going to be like, well, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just always been that way. And um, as you know, uh, you know, we here at the show have, have uh, dedicated a large portion of our lives to really trying to help um, young people understand what it actually takes. That's actually why I started the MSCEO project. You know, a lot of people don't really understand that. Uh, Vaughn and I were doing a book. and he was interviewing me for a book and we started just talking and he looked at me one day. Um, and this is obviously after we post these clips online and got made fun of because we didn't have a podcast and I thought it was corny to have a podcast. So I was like, ah, dude, we're writing a book. What are you talking about <laughs> podcast? That's for losers. And, uh, you know, so I didn't really, it wasn't this brilliant idea. It was just an accident that happened. But I remember him looking at me one day and being like, dude, you don't know how lucky you were to have a, a dad that taught you these things. And like, that's whenever it clicked in my head instantly that I had an obligation to do what I've done for the last eight years to, to help these young men and these young women coming up understand what it really takes. And um, bro, you know, before we even get into the conversation of, of what we're gonna have today, I just wanna commend you and say thank you for doing this work because there's not a lot of people out there doing the kind of work that you're doing and the way that you're doing it 
And um, as consistently as you're doing, yeah. That? And dude, it's just it's it's super important. It's much bigger than football. You know, a lot of these guys that are coming through your program right now, you know, they have aspirations to play in the league and and to do bigger things. But I think if you go ask them in 20 years who had the biggest impact on them, they're going to say you because you prepared them for competing in real life, you know, competing uh, and, 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 and going out there in the real world and, and, and not just making it about athletics, but making it about, you know, character and winning and, and teaching others how to win throughout their lives. And, uh, bro, it's just, it's just really cool to, to, to have you here face to face. Cause we're big admirers, man. It's amazing. Cause I feel the same way about you guys. I, I was talking to you earlier we speak the same foreign language mm -hmm. right now. And, and that's called the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have all these kids just believing these things are just going to happen and they're, they're just going to be handed stuff. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the opposite of what's waiting for them at the mm -hmm. end. No one's there for them, man. No, no one's, no one's going to care about you when you get fired. No, like people, you're going to lose loved ones. You got to know how to deal with that. Yeah. So there's a lot of faith and you got to conquer doubt and you got to, I got to set them up to fail. So I can break them off and then bring them back. Yeah. Well, so they learn that lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. I, and I think it's a valuable lesson to learn, especially when you've been told for so long that you're so great. Because, you know, I think about when you start talking about the truth, you know, the, the people that you find the most value in, and maybe not in the present moment, but in your lifetime, are the people who can deliver you the truth and people who will lay you out a lesson that, you know, they don't like to hear it at the time. But when it comes, it's that, oh, fuck, he was right. Well, yeah. You know I, what I mean? And I, there's a respect there. You know, I that, always say the word truth is like a dodgeball. The last thing anyone wants to get hit with is the truth. Mm -hmm. And you just hard. keep throwing dodgeballs at them and nailing them. <laughs> Imagine if that dodgeball was hard. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right. right. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's the thing. Those are the people that you, in life, you find the most value in are the people who are willing to deliver you the bad news early and then train you to prepare it to turn it into good news. And that's, that's you know, especially, you know, because we, we all have similar roles, right? You're preparing young men for battle in a sense, and we're preparing young men and women for life and the battle in a different environment, but being able to get out in front of them, people under, people ask all the time, like, one, where do you find these people? Two, how do you keep getting so many of them? We've hired 193 people in the last 18 months. And it's, you know, we've got them from all over the country. And it's because, you know, when you can, the, the people who step up for the challenge, right? But when you can deliver the truth and you can deliver on the truth and then prepare these young people for battle, life, you know, they find a great deal of respect in it and they tell their friends, right? And they yeah. find that word of mouth Say, hey, these guys, you know, this this is where I want to be. This is what I want to be a part of. And it's not that they're these the youth is lost completely. It's that you have to develop that mindset to attract other people to come, you know, develop themselves. And it's funny, on the other side of truth is being coachable. Like, can you can you accept criticism? Can you take coaching? Because if your ego gets bruised every time you take a you take offense to someone trying to correct you, you're going nowhere. But if if you are open to improvement and you ask questions and you genuinely want to be coached, those are the people that go the farthest. It's funny because, you know, when you, you start, you think back, like no, it's going, thinking about our strength coach. And I think about my head baseball coach in college. And I think about, you know, all the things, a lot of things we do here and what I learned from Cal, my, my college coach I played baseball and he has since died. And, and uh, one of the best men that I ever met in my whole entire life. And it's, it's interesting because you, at the time I knew, like I knew he was a good man, but I never really quite understood what he was doing for me until 10, 12, 13. He's, you know, he's since gone. And like, you start thinking about all the lessons that he gave me. That, that motherfucker never told me anything good. You know what I mean? Like never. <laughs> it was always the truth. Like, yeah. and he was always, hey, listen, you're doing well, but we got to look here. And I remember thinking, because, you know, 
you are. You're a young athlete. You go play Division One sports. You've likely been the best player in your environment for the entire. Then you get to that Division One locker room. You're like, holy fuck! Like, I'm actually not that good. These dudes you know? are all studs. Yeah, they're all yeah. big. They're, yeah. That guy's bigger than I am. That guy throws harder than I do. But Cal was always willing to have that uncomfortable conversation in truth. And you know, I I can remember like especially young in my, the younger version of myself, like, dude, is this guy even like me? You know, like, is he? It's like, but now as I get older, you know, I think about the conversations I have with some of the young guys and girls here. Like, hey, I'm just telling you the truth. You know, yeah. And then, you know, God, it's so funny. Cal used to make us clean the locker room and sweep the sweep the dugouts. Every We all had daily tasks and duties, and it was not – we didn't have a cleaning staff. And it's all those things that, you know, we've developed here in some capacity. You know, Cal's played an integral role on. So I, I look at you, and I sit here and think, man, this guy's going to impact tens of thousands of men and change their lives if, if, if they choose to accept it that way. You know, and that's awesome. That means what, what you do, like your time on earth fucking matters. And that's – I think that's cool. I think that's what's rad. I'll tell you this, I played college football, and I, we talk about this in the car. So, so my position coach, uh, my O-line coach, was also our strength and conditioning coach, right? And I, you guys were very, very similar, right? Like senior content, you guys were very, very similar. What's your, like, how, did you, how do you approach the team aspect and then know also when to break it off and like, hey, this kid needs a little bit more time? Like, how do you approach those conversations uh, with your individual players? Like, how, how do you approach that? Yeah, so I've had – a chance to have four head strength jobs in five years and mm. being at Georgia Tech's the longest I've ever been anywhere, but every year there's new kids. So yeah. yes, kids coming, kids leaving, kids yeah. coming, transferring yeah. now. Yep. So every year I was, I was in the, I was the new guy at three different head jobs, like the only new guy on staff I got hired in. So my first month on the job, I was just interviewing kids. I had 25 questions to ask them about their life. And I just, I'm typing as they're talking and it's the most basic questions you could think of. You know, when's your birthday? Who's your favorite athlete? But then you go deeper. What's the biggest obstacle you've overcome? And who's, who's the worst coach you ever had and why? Who's the best coach you ever had and why? Tell me about the tattoos on your arm. Like mm. all this stuff I can gather from a kid and then I can read body language when he's not feeling good. And then I can see when he's not reaching his goals. And then I, I know what's going on at home. So the individual piece is everything. You know, you can't relate to one kid in a group. It, they don't hear you as much. But if you pull him in your office, sit down with him and listen to him speak about stuff that he's even been through, it's the most powerful thing I've ever done as a coach. And then the team stuff just takes care of itself. Dude, you know, the thing is, and people don't realize this, because most, you know, most people have at least someone to talk about their, their struggles with. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these younger kids, even younger kids that we've had come work here, bro, they've never had anybody like ever like sit there and like, like ever even want to hear what they had to say. And, um, you know, I found over the course of time and of course, you know, uh, I've got a long way to go to be a coach. You know, I think being a coach is something that, you know, you're constantly learning how to be better at it. You know, I look back at how I was 10 years ago. I'm sure you feel the same way. And you probably like, damn dude, like I should have been a lot better, you know? Um, but I look at, you know, some of these people and talk to some of these people who, who haven't had anybody and dude, a lot of times all they're looking for is someone to like legit, like say, Hey dude, you got this in you. You know what I mean? You have this in you. You're no different than anybody else. You know, society has this weird way of making us all feel like we aren't qualified. Like we don't have it, you know, like. I can remember in business and even, even in sports, you know, I was a decent athlete and um, I feel like everybody, it always felt like 
it always felt like nobody really believed. You know what I mean? And um, and that's good for some people, right? Like some people that drives them. Like to me, I have the mentality of, okay, don't believe me. Like I'm still going to go do it. But not everybody has that because not everybody's wired the same. And like, dude, I can think of dudes right here in our company that like, had we not taken an interest in them, would they even still be here? And these are guys who come in here at 23 years old who they're 26, 27, doing very well in life. And, um, you know, for those of you guys, the point I'm trying to make here in a long-winded way is for those of you guys in a leadership role, whether it's a CEO, whether it's a manager, whether it's a coach, you know, don't underestimate uh, just talking to people, man, and finding out about them. You know what I mean? Because, like, dude, that shit can go a long way and it can produce uh, a life-changing result. Well, it's funny you say that because you ask the simplest questions sometimes, get the deepest answers, and that just go. Mm-hmm. Because nobody talks anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you just scroll on your phone, you Double text. Tap. And then even when people ask you, hey, how you doing today? You mm-hmm. say good. And that's it. That's your conversation. So, so many people beyond the surface, it's just, it doesn't exist. That No one asks you the biggest things you've ever gone through in your life or right. even cares. So when you have someone that does that, I think it's a game changer. Well, and I, I mean... <clears throat> God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Sometimes and as you get older, you're designed to listen. You know, you need to listen to people. But I, I you know, I always, tr- I try to tell our sales staff all the time and really just our company in general is if you want people to care about you, you got to care about them. And that's the, that's the relationship that you have to understand that, especially with young athletes or young men, and really just young people in general, to your point, because they don't communicate well. Nobody's probably ever listened to their story. You know, no, nobody's asked them, hey, man, like, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little deeper mm-hmm. than the surface level questions. And I think, you know, that's the competitive advantage as, as a young individual now and really for leaderships to, to manage young people is if you can learn to genuinely just give a shit about them, like actually right. care about how they're doing, what they're doing, their life, their, their goals, their aspirations, their struggles, you know, they will, give, they will pour back into you tenfold because nobody else in their life does that. And when we start at the basic level, like teach them how to read, you know, we, we make them read a basic finance book. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because all young people struggle with money, no matter what. And so if you can help them through the money problem, they're saying, hey, man, this guy's got a little value to him. What else he got? You know, next thing people, young people struggle with relationships. So ask them, hey, how you doing? How's you? Oh, man, she broke up with me. All right, man. Like, how's it the first time? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I've been there. It sucks. So how many days you in? You know, right, right, right. but being able to listen and talk them through that, it's a huge competitive advantage. But I mean, it's it's actually pretty fucking easy. Just care. Just simply care. I think that's a misconception too. Uh, like I've, I remember when I was young. I'm sure you guys remember too. But like, you know, you had older when people you were tell younger, you, aren't you like 19? Right. But when I mean, when I was like fucking 17, though, people would tell you like, oh, you don't have any stress. You have nothing to worry about. You're just a kid. And like, I think about it now, and it's like you really look at it like these these young people. They there's a lot going on. There's a lot of confusion, right? Well, like they're dealing with a lot of shit with too. With a whole that, lot that we didn't have to deal with. Yeah. Like, dude, there's a whole element of social media that we didn't have to deal with this kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't, you know, there was bullying, right? Like you, you got bullied a little bit, you know, made fun of at school or whatever. Everybody's been through that. Um, but like nowadays, you know, these kids are fucking ruthless to each other, bro. They treat each other like shit. They're, they're in each other's business. They're it's, it's just, it, they're, being, they're being told that they can be nothing and everything at the same exact time. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I mean, my, my question was like, how do you, how do you approach that, like peeling back that layer of reality to these young folks? Like, how do you how do you have that conversation, right? Like everything you've been told for the last seventeen years of your life is not the truth, 
And maybe reality is a little bit differently. Like, how do you approach those conversations? Just give them opportunities to be tough. I mean, I, I write things that I don't think a lot of people even think of. Like, I, I write things in workouts purposely to see how they're going to respond. And, and I'm never going to give a kid a workout I haven't done myself. And I always do it the morning before they arrive. It's the only way I feel genuine when I talk to them after. So if we have a workout at six, I'm there at four. Mm. I'm doing everything they're doing so I can relate to them, so I can push them, so I can coach them. And, and I think a lot of people bark orders, and they know they can never live that life, and that bothers me. So these kids need a genuine example. They need someone to you know, go into an office when they're struggling because dad's in jail or mom just got arrested or the brother's not there. There's so much stuff going on, like you said, in their lives right now that they don't have anyone to talk to. And then I just feel like provide them examples in real time, like time under pressure. Like that stuff matters, man. Like I'll never forget the people that actually picked up the phone for me when I had no one. No one answered the call anymore. Sure. And I, get, I guarantee you this. We win a game on ESPN this year. My phone's blowing up. Right. When I get fired, no one's calling. Mm. So like, who is really there for you? I don't know. But I'm going to be there for them year round, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I don't remember the wins. I just remember that guy that tried to pour into their heart. He gave all of his heart every day. And that's, look, I'm going to get replaced one day. I've been replaced several times. You can't replace the amount of effort that I tried to put in to these kids' hearts. And that's, that's, real, that's how you handle a team. Is, is that what keeps you going every day? Like the 4 a.m. workouts? Like, I mean, when you wake up, what, what, what gets Lewis out the bed? It's, it's being the example. It's, it's setting the standard. It's being the standard. It's for my kids. Like, I, I, I have three kids. Like, anything I post, I want them to see one day. I always think about that. And it's always just them in mind, players in mind. And then if it helps other people, sure. But, man, I, just, I have so much fire in my heart. I take a knee on the 50-yard line at 4 in the morning, me and that Atlanta skyline, and I pray, and I'm thankful, and, I, and I'm thankful for this opportunity. Like, that's how I approach my day. And I'm running stadium sprints in the dark. I'm, it's just who I've always been. It's what I truly love. My, my alone time in that moment is where I think of all these things that people see. You know, I, I do the best work in the dark, and that's probably what I'm, I'm most proud of. Dude, I think at the end of the day, that's what everybody has to be proud of. That's why so many people are so unfulfilled, because they don't do any of the work in the dark. They do all their shit talking online or, you know, for a show or for an audience, and, you know, they don't understand what it's like to be there at 4 a.m. or to be out in the middle of a fucking tornado doing mm. your cardio or whatever it is. You know Shit. what I'm saying? Like, bro, that's this. I, I, dude, I agree. I'm like, for me, I'm the most proud of the shit that no one ever saw of what I did. You know what I mean? And, um, I don't know. I, you know, people, people say, you know, I, I think unjustly, you know, people say, you know, these kids now they're soft, they're this, they're that. I don't think it's that, dude. I think that they've been misled. I think they've been told things that aren't true. I think that, you know, I went to the Washington uh, Town and County Fair mm -hmm. this weekend, as I mentioned yesterday on the show, and dude, there was plenty of men there that are young, you know, 20-year-old men. Um, it's not them that's the problem. It's the people teaching them that's the problem. 
You know, we have to get back to a society where we equip our young people to achieve and win and lead and create. Because if we don't, there will be nothing in the future. And unfortunately, you know, I didn't want to really get into political views, but I'll just say this. I believe that's what they want. They want a subservient. They want a apathetic. They want an unskilled. They want an unhealthy. They want a uh, low ambition uh, group of adults so that we can all just kind of exist and they can do whatever they want. And um, that's why I always say, you know, personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion because, dude, you know, when you have personal excellence, you have the most extreme form of freedom that exists in this world. Um, and nobody can really take that from you. You know, when you're willing to get up and do the work and earn uh, what it is that you have, no matter what, I don't think that, I don't think the rules to the game has ever changed ever. Like it's still nature. It's you, to win. You have to be great to win. You have to put in the work to win. You have to persevere. You have to endure. You have to go through things. And you know, we've convinced a younger society that somehow the rules have changed. And so now we have a lot of people who are of the ages of under 25 that think that eventually someday it's just going to all come together for them. And guys, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. It doesn't just all come together. There isn't a magic time where everything's going to align and your life is just going to become what it is you want it to become. Like you should be designing that life right now. You should be thinking about what it is that you want ultimately for yourself, for your future family that doesn't even exist yet, or maybe it does exist, okay? But like when I was young and I was, you know, 22, 23, 24, I had uh, the picture of what I wanted in my mind and I was working towards it. And like, dude, you know, it ended up, I didn't end up having kids, but I always saw myself having a family and I wanted to be equipped to do the things that our dad was able to do, like go to our practices and things like that for them. So I knew I had to have some freedom. So I worked really hard then. Turns out that's not in the cards for me and that's okay. But, the, but at the end of the day, you know, that's how I thought about it. And I think if everybody would just get back to thinking a little bit more about that instead of worrying about what's going on on Instagram or what's going on, you know, uh, on Friday night, you know, you guys, you guys, there's more opportunity now to win and create and be successful than there ever has been because there's less people trying and which makes what you do extremely important. You know, those kids, you guys that, 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 that are on this man's team that are a part of this program, I don't care if you make it to the NFL and, and become a, and become Tom Brady, dude, the, the, the stuff that you're learning from this man in this program is the real shit. It's the shit that will create your life. It's the shit that will, you're, you know, you'll be 40 years old or 45 years old and you'll look back and say, damn, dude, like I was lucky to have that. Don't take it for granted, man, if you got one of these people in your life because um, the message just isn't being shared like that anymore. I feel like as a whole in our society, it's just, it's just apathy everywhere we look. I mean, what I, do you think? I completely agree. Yeah. It's, it, you know, I, well, I look at the opportunity I have is I'm giving the key to these kids' hearts and souls. Like, that's the key I have in my hand. Every day I'm with them. So what I'm trying to do is give them the key to life. Like, yeah, if I got their heart, I'm going to give them the key to life. 
And one of the biggest keys is, one of the biggest pieces of advice I always try to tell them, make time for yourself. Like you say, you don't got time, you keep procrastinating. Make time for yourself. If the work, like I said, I'll get there at 3 a.m. I don't care, but I'm getting my time in. Yeah. Because it's, if I can be self, if I can be selfish at unselfish times, I can be selfless the rest of the day. Dude, that is it, bro. You have to be selfish to even be selfless. People don't understand that. You know, there's all kinds of people all over the world that are pouring themselves out when they can't even pour into themselves. You know, like that's a huge deal, guys. Like in order for you to share, you have to know. In order for you to know, you have to experience. In order for you to experience, you have to go out and do shit and fall on your face. Okay? It's, it's, a, it's a very, very, very real cycle. And I think we've conditioned people to not go out and fail. You know, we're all under the pressure of this microscope of social media all the time. You know, athletes especially. You go out and you have one bad game and all of a sudden everybody's talking shit. Like, dude, that's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? But you have to understand what'd you learn? What'd you, how'd you get better? You know, those hard times when you're down, those are the times where you have an opportunity to look at the cracks in your game and, and seal them up, you know? And that's, that's really what it's about, man. I take, I take the word strength coach and separate it. You got to have strength for your players in their weakest moments and then coach them. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't make plans to motivate our team after we win. That's easy. Like, it's, I don't have to do that. I have to plan for the worst case scenario that next Sunday morning when they mope into the building if we just got embarrassed. Like, that's, that's what I've experienced in my coaching career. My playing career wasn't any different. Get hurt, get hurt don't play, get lied to, then all conference, then a captain, then a team MVP. My career, get fired, get fired, national strength coach of the year. Like, I've been kicked to the gutter multiple times. And if I didn't ever have fire in my heart to keep me going because of how much sacrifice I made, how much discipline I've had where no one saw, how much care I had in my heart, like, I wouldn't have made it. And I wouldn't have made it if I never had good mentors. I would never would have made it if I never believed in myself when everyone else stopped. Like, that's the point right now. Anyone, like you just said, you get beat up on social media. Man, hit back. Hit back. Adversity has its way with everyone because they never hit back. They don't even think that's, a, that's an option. You have to. It's coming for you. Yeah. You know how you hit back, bro? By being better. By working harder. By improving your skill set by becoming better at your craft, whatever that may be. It's not hitting back. It's not talking shit. Tom Brady doesn't get in the fucking comments and argue when he throws two interceptions the one time a year he does so. <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like what you do is you look at it and you say, okay, what responsibility do I have in this? How can I improve? You take that lesson, you apply it, you go get better and you win with your fucking actions. And in his case, he throws eight touchdowns on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I mean, going back to your point, I, I think, you know, I, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, well, it's different now. It's different. I, I don't know. I, I, I look at, you know, when you look at leaders, winners, the thing they ask you now is, well, the kids now are different. Well, they've been saying that shit for years. You know, the real winner in the game is going to figure out, okay, well, all the cards are, you know, the, the, those guys aren't, Nick Saban doesn't get a special subset of kids. And then, 
you know, somebody, everybody else gets to pick from different sets of kids. Maybe that's a bad example because he does get a special set. He does get, but, I mean, he got a little special. <laughs> but the point being is like the real he winners. Didn't always. No, I understand. But the real winners, they go out there and say, okay, well, these are the cards I got to play. How the fuck am I going to play them? You know, and, and this goes in business. You know, you have to say, okay, well, these are the kids that, that we're dealing with. These are the young people we're dealing with. How do I figure out how to get them to work towards what I want them to do? Which is team unity, winning, you know, personal per perseverance, goals set. Like you have to figure out as a leader to go in there, connect with those, those kids and progress them through life. If you fail to do that, somebody else, likely your competition, will figure it out and then kick the shit out of you. That's how, this, that's how the world has always worked. So going back to your point, it really hasn't changed. It's leaders as they get older say, well, they're just different now. They're just different now. And there's a younger, hungrier version of somebody who's willing to connect to those people are likely going to take your lunch. They're going to come kick the shit out Do of you. Do we see it every day? How many of these young people come in from these various athletic teams that are competitors, bro? Like, they want to win. They want to win at freaking checkers. Right. You know? Like, dude, the, the, the willingness and the ability to compete is innate. Like, people have it. It's just beat out of you as it goes. You know? Like, when you, when you take a one-year-old kid and you give him a little Nerf basketball set, and he actually gets the ball in the hoop, watch his reaction, dude. He knows it's a good thing. You know, winning is a good thing. Winning is a noble thing because it sets an example and a standard for other people to aspire to, and we've removed this from culture. We've removed this through things like everybody's special, everybody gets a trophy, everybody deserves recognition. And then when these kids get into the real world of reality, no matter what you want to say about it, it's a competition. It just is, dude. It's always going to be. And you can't legislate it. You can't culture it out. It, the, the winners are going to win. They're going to be hungry. They're going to go hard. They're going to, and you're competing with them whether you decide to or not. So it's much better for you to accept that reality now and say, okay, I'm going to brush up my skills, dude. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give my all and dedicate yourself to a lifelong progression of getting better because you'll always be in a good spot. And not only that, like at some point in time, you got to have the shitty conversation with yourself, with somebody else, with somebody close to you. I, I, I just, I was briefly sharing this with Andrew a little while ago, but so I have three kids, right? They're all within, for those of you who don't know, they're all within 14 months. And so they all like sometimes in sports camps, like a sports camp will be, you know, for five and six year olds. And so they're all in the same little group. Well, we had them in golf camp this summer. And uh, so Sunday night was the awards banquet, which is kind of cool, actually. It was fun. But Enzo, my son, he wins best iron game, you know, out of little, the little squad. And then I have identical twin daughters. Well, my little Isabella is pretty good at putting. Like, she's got it figured out. So she wins the individual putting, the putting contest. And then her and I win the, the father-daughter putting contest. I'm a winner. You haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> but so then it leaves me with Francesca. Okay. So all my, my, my two other kids get to go up in front of the, the, I'm talking about, you know, 40 people, 50 people. And my Francesca's looking around my, and Franny is, I mean, she's my fire, man. Like she's going to, she will be, she's the most competitive one. Of the she three. will be super special yeah. one day. And she looks around and she's like, well, I didn't get a trophy. And I, and then full Perfect. on meltdown, yeah. full on meltdown. And in my head, you know, in my whole heart, in my whole life, I'm like, dude, not every fucking kid gets a trophy. <laughs> you know, that's bullshit. And in that moment of life, I was like, uh oh. Who's got a trophy? Yeah. And I told into this, I know why they gave in because I was like, holy shit. Like, and if I wasn't wired, you know, to be the way I am, I would just say, hey, listen, we got to find her a trophy. And instead, in front of all those people, she's freaking out. I had to get down on my knees. And I looked at her and said, hey, listen, here's the deal. You're not always going to get a trophy. I mean, she's, she's four. She's going to be five in 10 days. 
And I said, and that's just the way it is. Like, you're going to have to work a little harder. You were out there in the green. You were, you were messing around. You were, you were playing. And those, those, they were working to get better. And they were paying attention. They were working hard. And they were, they were competing. You weren't. That's just the way it was. You know, and, and I know you don't like this, but remember this. And I, here I am with my little, you know, five-year-old girl. I'm sure the, the parents next to me, my left and right, are probably like, look at this fucking psycho. Right, right, but right, I'm preparing right. my five-year-old daughter for life because that's just what it is. That's the truth. You know, I agree. I have a nine-year-old son and he's very competitive in travel baseball right now. And I love it because I remember when he played rec ball and the rules were simple and everyone was just having fun and everyone got a trophy, but then he went to travel ball. I mean, he was batting ninth, had to like fight his life off to even make the team. And I love that. Like, I love that he didn't get his way. I love that if he made a mistake, he got benched. Yeah. Like, I, I love that he had to make plays to prove the coach that he was worth it at that age. And now he's working out. I'm, I'm walking in on him, catch, doing push-ups and sit-ups and trying to outwork hitting people. Hitting off the tee. Yeah, hitting <laughs> off the tee in the yard. Yep. So I, I think that's got great value. But to your point, don't run from competition. Don't run from discipline. Don't run from uh, things that are tough. Don't run from obstacles. Because if you run from obstacles, and if, if obstacles aren't your thing, and if roadblocks you don't like, well, you don't like being great either. You don't like being Dude, elite. Not, I would even, I'd take it further. You like being subpar. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to deal with a whole different kind of roadblock or uncomfortable situation. You know, that's the thing people don't really talk about enough. It's not like if you don't try hard, you get to live this good life. Like, that's not, that's not the fucking alternative. Like, the alternative is... If you don't work hard to develop skills and put in the time to be great, not only will you not be great, you won't be good. You're going to be fucking poor. You're going to probably be unhealthy. You're going to probably live in a really play, a place you don't like. You're probably going to live there with somebody you don't like. You're probably going to drive shit you don't like if you even get to drive anywhere. Bro, like this, this is what people don't talk about. It's not like, oh, I, I, I can opt out. Like you can't opt out. Like, it's going to be hard either way. It's either going to be hard because you're putting in the work every fucking day to get better, or it's going to be hard because you're going to suffer in a different way. And, like, you know, the, that is real. That is real shit. So, like, if you think, like, hey, I'm good where I'm at right now, you might be good where you're at right now. But everybody else continues to move, and you stay the same. That means you go backwards. And this is a, this is a perspective that you have to you have to be a certain age with a certain experience to understand because how many people have you guys seen I'm pointing at Sal and Lou how many have you guys seen that say hey you know what I'm good but then you look back 10 years later and their life is fucking disaster because they gave up 10 years ago and so like no matter where you are you could be someone right now who's 40 years old listening to this and you're saying well it's too late for me no it's not because we're always progressing. The world's always moving. So, dude, you have to look at the positives. What are the positives? You could make decisions right now about your health. You can make decisions right now about your movement. You can make decisions right now to, to drink water instead of fucking super, super swole size Cokes. You know, like, bro, uh, there, there's all sorts of things that we're actually in control of that people don't want to look at because they require effort. And that effort is far less painful than what you're going to experience if you don't do the effort, you know, and that's the thing. And this is for anybody, bro. This is for you, DJ. This is for you guys in this room. This is for you guys listening, no matter where you are in life. 
You can change your life so fast. You can get better so fast. You can make drastic changes so fast that the rest of your life that was suffering won't even matter to you anymore because you'll feel so much better now. And like, dude, it doesn't like, I just wish, I wish I could implant this in everybody's head because if I could, the world will fix itself in literally like a hundred days because it, dude, in a hundred days, you can, you can make so much progress in terms of your mental strength and your fortitude and your discipline that you create and cultivate the belief in yourself. You may be 600 pounds in a hundred days, maybe you're 500 pounds. So you still got a lot of work to do, but you can get that mental in the right spot where you know you're on the right track. Your life will feel and look and be completely different, completely different, but they don't want that shit, man. I always try to say this exact same thing you're saying. I give the kids on the team, every team I've ever been with the hunger board. And the hunger board is graded by our strength staff every week in the off season, alphabetical order. We go down the list and we say, all right, so-and-so is he satisfied, hungry or starving? And that is strictly just based on the kid's effort. It's got nothing to do with his playing ability. It's got nothing to do with his talent. It has everything to do with, does this kid want it? Does he help people get better around him? Because if he's satisfied, he's good with where he's at. He's not trying to improve. If he's hungry, He's going to do exactly what I ask him to do, but no more. If, but if he's starving, that dude's there on Saturday morning when the weight room's not even open. That dude is getting everyone around him better. And it goes to every category of your life. Coach, dad, husband, CEO, whatever it is. You're either satisfied, hungry, or starving in every category of your life. And people need to start grading themselves more. Well, yeah, dude, and, they, and you have to recognize also, guys... First of all, I do this shit because I love you motherfuckers, okay? You come on here, you guys think I'm being mean. I'm not being fucking mean. I'm trying to help you, all right? All of you have this power to improve inside of you, and you have to quit allowing yourself to acclimate to a shitty situation, okay? I understand. I was that person who, who was okay living below what I actually wanted. I've gotten used to that before in my life. It's not like I never experienced that. It was a con like a lot of people think, oh, sometimes these guys that are that run hard or run fast or intense, they're always been that way. That's not true. That's not true. It's a conscious decision. You have to look around and you have to say, dude, I'm not fucking accepting this as my life. I am not accepting this. And you have to mean it. And dude, that will turn something on in you if you could get to that point. And I think a lot of people can't get to that point because of what we said initially. They've never had anyone tell them that they even have the potential to do this. You know, everybody's told growing up, success is for other people. Well, not really. We're told when we're little, uh, you could be anything you want. Then as we get older, we're fucking laughed at for saying, we want to be something cool. Right. No, right. You got to be realistic now. That's it. And they start backing it down and they're backing down your expectations because they don't believe in you because they don't believe in themselves. But who are all these people that make shit of their lives? Have you ever driven up and down the coast of an ocean or the nice neighborhood of a city? There's thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands, millions of people doing very well in life. How the fuck can you look at me and tell me that you don't have what it takes to be one of them? Mm. You're choosing to acclimate to a lesser standard and you have to snap out of it. 
And I'm sorry no one's ever come along and said, hey, man, you have it in you, but you do have it in you. You just have to choose to see things for what they are, and you have to choose to invest in the skill sets that are going to be required to get you from here to there. It is very simple. Okay? So think about this. Look around at your life. Are you satisfied? Is this the life you want for the next 20 years? Are you willing to live a life 50% less than what you're living now in 20 years? Because that's what you'll have if you don't start working now. All right? So think about it, dude. It's important shit. I would say, guys, are you tired yet? Like, are you tired? And I'm never, I'm never talking about conditioning. I'm never talking about bending over when it's too much. I'm talking about, are you tired of your habits right now? Are you tired of your results right now? Like, because in my career, I got tired of watching other people succeed in a job that I knew I could do very well and very passionately. But I'm sitting over here getting fired and they're getting all theirs over there. Like, that bothered me. It bothered me so much to the point where I did get tired. And then all of a sudden, I found my, myself in a place that I believed I belonged. And, and that was the point I was just trying to make to the team. Look, if you, nothing's going to change unless you change. And if you don't change, don't get mad at your situation. Don't get mad at what's going on. Here. Don't get mad at the people leaving you. Like, it doesn't matter who believes in you. If you believe in yourself, if you do the work alone, if you wait till those lights turn off to do your most impressive work, that's how you're going to make it. Well, and you have to have, you have to develop that skill set of self-awareness. You know what I'm saying? You've got to be honest with that work. You know, it's not, well, I'm doing the work when no one's looking, but you're not really doing the work, you know? And I think that's the piece that, you know, you got to be extremely honest and clear with the plan that you have out in front of you. You know, going back to your thing, like life is very much like a tree. You're either growing or dying. The second you stop growing, you're dying. And that's when you were talking about the proverbial wave of people passing you by. Yeah. And we have the opportunity in front of us every day to continue to grow. It's whether you choose to take that pathway of growth. And that growth is uncomfortable. And that's what that's the, the self-awareness phase that you got to really be. You got to say, OK, like, am I getting uncomfortable today? Because that uncomfortable place is where you need to be, because that's where the growth is happening. That's where the development is happening. And, you know, a lot of times when you start talking about Excuse me, going back to the uh, swallowings. I was going to say something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, going back to you know the piece where, um, you know, you you, you talk about these these kids that struggle, these kids that are told they're going to be everything throughout their life. Well, what happens is their life up to that point, because of their talent, whatever it may be, has been relatively easy because they've been gifted this talent. And what happens is you you know that's natural for them, whether it's size, whether it's strength, whether it's speed whether it's, you know, football acumen or something like that, or just sport acumen, but they stop matching their work ethic or their, their talent with work ethic. And eventually the kid next to them will outwork them. And then they have to, then they have to develop a skill set of work ethic at 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. And it's not something they know. It's not something they understand. Now they start to lose. Now it's something they really don't know. Then they start to beat themselves up. Then they start to go down this dark path and you, you wasted a great deal of talent because the kid's never been told the truth of working, uh, of struggling, of, you know, of signing up for the, the continued growth pattern. This is where these kids slip into a dark, you know, deep, dark pathway. And I think, you know, it happens in life with talent with, with out here is, you know, you, you have to be under the realistic understanding that at some point in time, you know, the ugly ball is going to find you. And that's why I love sport. I love sport because like, man, if you, 
if you're not putting in the work, you're not taking the extra ground balls, you're not out there doing what it is. Like sports has an unbelievable, so does life, has an unbelievable karma train that fucking rolls out, you know? And that ball, you know, because you're not putting in the work, because you're not a good locker room guy, or you're not putting in the strength coach, like that touchdown ball in the corner in the fourth quarter with three seconds left, and you're in the corner, it, you're going to drop it. And sport had life too. Sport has an unbelievable way of showcasing this on Saturday night highlights and Sunday night sports center and things like that. But if you can peel that back and look at your life, so does your life. Just not everybody sees it. You'll see it though. If yeah. you're on, if you're honest with yourself. Yep. I would say the, uh, the no talent code. I've talked about this a bunch with the guys. I got a piece of a pie that's split up in eight pieces. Talent's one of them. <laughs> the other, yeah. the other stuff that's life. Yeah. And if they don't, if they don't understand those other eight, seven pieces that go with talent, your talent's going nowhere. And that's the truth. I mean, the, the things that take. Bro, there's work. lots of talented people out there that nobody's ever heard of. Ever. There's the most talented people, in my opinion, probably have never even been heard of, bro. You know, you know why. The people who are listening don't know why, though. The reason most people have never heard of the most talented people is because the most talented people have relied exclusively on their talent mm -hmm. and they never developed any of the skills that take them past the talent. And like Lewis is saying, talent is only one little piece of the pie. It's not enough. It never will be enough. You have to develop all the skills that go with it and amplify it. And most people that have a God-gifted talent are not, they don't have anybody that comes along and says, hey, you know what? You're pretty good. Like Tim Grover with Michael Jordan, okay? You know what? You're pretty good, dude. But you could be better here, here, and here, and here. You don't hear that shit. Tim does that shit for me too, bro. You know what I'm saying? We all need, we, we all need people to, and, and fundamentally, we should all understand that those of you out there who are, happen to be gifted with, with something, um, if you don't put the work behind it, it's, it's a flash in the pan. You know, you'll be cool for a, a two years and then it'll be gone. I was about to say, like, we know, we know those guys. We, we just saw one at the county fair. He's <laughs> a guy that's still throwing, uh, throwing at the little fucking, uh, the, 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 the guy throwing bottle. his arm out at the yeah. fucking baseball. It's, it's the guy yeah. that fucking dust off that letterman every fucking Saturday night at, at the fucking uh, yeah, pregame. You know, let me throw uh, their football over the mountains. Yeah, exactly. It's still falling, right? Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys this, though, because, I mean, we talk about self-awareness. What do you how, like? What What do you think? What do you guys think is is the best? I guess method or what steps uh, can somebody take a young person to truly become more self aware? Like, what actionable steps do you guys have? You guys taken that you think will get somebody closer to be self aware? I have a golden rule of thumb: if you can measure it, you can manage it. You know, if you if you just blatantly go out and say, "Well, I did good today," you will you'll lean on the side. You'll err on the side of failure because you're you're. Most people, when it comes to actually grading yourself, you're going to give yourself a higher score than you really earned. And For that's sure. what I've learned, you know, managing hundreds of people. But if you can measure it, you can manage it and you can compare it to everybody else. And that's why, just like in what we do, if you track your food every single day, it, it's, an, it's a non-arguable thing. You cannot argue. I can go back and look at your food log. Mm -hmm. Anybody in the app over the course of the last six weeks, I can tell you if you won or lost. Now you'll say, oh, I'm doing well. Okay, well, I'll go and look at it and say, well, how well are you doing? Right. Because my version of well and your version of well might not be aligned. Right. But if we have numbers and things that we can actually measure them against, we can progress the win. You know what I mean? One we can is progress one, this, two is this two. self awareness. Bro, this is the whole exact thing how the power list works. The power list works by by metrifying the the your your life wins. Like it makes it, it gamifies it, it makes metrics out of it. 
Yeah, no, I mean, but my point being is like, whether that's sales, like for our guys and girls here, whether it's touch points, whether it's whatever, if you can measure it and you can figure out how to peel it back into your life, you can manage it. And so the self-awareness then doesn't become what you think of yourself. It becomes the real world example of what the fucking test score is. You know what I mean? The real world example. And I think that's why I love the tracking of the food because it's an undeniable measurement. You can't say, well, I'm eating well, but the, the program doesn't work for me. Mm. You know, it's kind of like measuring, you know, this is why they have one rep maxes. This well, dude, they have fucking, you know, perfect. Listen, dude, society for like the average citizen and like the reality, there's examples of it all the time. Like the reality of winning is major league baseball player. Does he get paid on his potential or does he get paid on his statistics? Right. What do they say? They say, oh, well, you did this, 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 this. And so we think you'll keep doing this. So we're going to give you a whole lot of money. You have to prove it. It has to be real. Like that's the reality, bro. Like you have to be excellent to, to win. And we're teaching our kids all these other nice fluffy things about life, but not teaching them the most fundamental reality, which is if you want to win, you have to be good and not good. You have to, and if you want to win bigger, you've got to be more skilled and great. Like there's levels to it. You know, like people say, oh, well, there's levels of this. Well, there really is. You know, there's, there's real metrics of performance like that you are measured by in real life. And that's why people have such a hard time comprehending like why their life sh looks X when they want it to be, you know, 100X. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think the same thing. It's, I always laugh when guys say, from a coaching side, this is what I think. When coaches say, oh, he had it all and he blew it. No, man, he didn't have it all. He didn't have it all because he didn't have someone pouring into his life about how to fail, how to have a, face a setback in general, how to come back. Like the bounce back is so much more powerful than the knockdowns in life. I mean, they, these kids don't learn that though. They don't have anyone teaching them at all. Setting them up to fail and bounce back, it's gonna be tough because on the other side of this whole thing is resilience, is coming back, is getting beat down like, you always talk about and finding a way if it matters to you, if, if the bills have to be paid, if the family has to be taken care of, what are you going to do? Like that's the stuff that has to be poured into people right now before they get out there and it's all waiting. But I think that's, again, it goes back to the leadership thing, like in business, right? That, that coach doesn't want to take self-reflection and say, well, you know what? I missed my opportunity there. I actually failed that kid. You know what I mean? I failed him. And he, you're right, he had all the talent that he needed, but I lacked the talent to get him where he needed to go. And they don't like to look at that piece because there's, there's a mirror involved. That's right. You know? and, yep, they're and blaming I, on them. And I think that, again, when you took look at self-awareness as, as an individual, the mirror's involved. Mm -hmm. You got to like really look back and say, okay, well, why am I not winning here? Or why did that, why did, why did that person not succeed? Well, a real, a real man will say, well, because I failed him. That's right. I failed him. That's and right. Because I possess the knowledge to be able to coach that person to where they need to be. And that person wouldn't be in that position if I didn't see value in the tools and skill sets that they had. So it's easy for me to say, well, it's his fault. It's hard to say it's my fault. And I think that's a lesson in life that you have to recognize and leading by example and understand, okay, well, hey, what's my role here? Well, my role is that I fucking failed. Me, and how do I put metrics into place so I don't fail as often, as time. regular yeah. in the future? Because you're going to fail again. You know, I think mm. that there's a whole nother chapter. Like you don't just fail once. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> there's a fucking infinite train of that fucking getting kicked in the nuts thing it doesn't stop yeah. you know but 
what happens is you don't like failing. You just become better at responding to it and being becoming more resilient from it so that you learn to rebound a lot faster so you don't get in those ruts. Mm. Like when you're in those ruts, man, after you get your nuts kicked in, that first few times, it's hard to get out. It's a long... It sure know, hurts. <laughs> not only hurts, if, dude, it feels like it's forever. Yeah. Dude, I think it's also, dude, there's a lot to be said for people who, you know, don't even get in the game and get kicked in the nuts. You know, like, uh, those are always the people with the most to say about this, oh, by yeah. the way. Monday morning quarterback, That's baby. right. Like, <laughs> you guys out there who are trying to achieve shit, just understand that, that you're, you're, you're fighting human nature. It's not going to stop. People who don't do things love to fucking bring down people who are doing things. They will find every single thing. They will find, they will judge you for every detail, even when they are not perfect themselves or even guilty of the same exact shit. They're going to go back. Sometimes they'll accuse you of shit just to pretend like they're not guilty. Right. Like, dude. The smoke screen. Yes. It's witness <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's half the In 2006, fucking, I saw bro, that. that's uh... half the fucking cancel culture shit. The reason so many people want to jump on is because they're guilty of it and they don't want to look like it. Mm -hmm. Everybody Why? fucking knows that. But the point is, is that, dude, if you're going to be somebody, whether it be in business, whether it be just a just an outstanding dad uh, who, like, you know, you don't have to, this is not about being rich. This is just about being a high quality individual with high standards. Like, if you're going to be a, a high quality dad who keeps a body in shape, you're going to deal with people that don't like it. Like, you know, if you're a, if you're a, a woman who takes care of herself and gets all her shit done and achieves at a high level, you're going to hear about it from other people. This is just the reality of humans. People do not understand what it's like to get kicked on or piled on or what it's like to, to be destroyed after you drop the touchdown pass in the winning game because they've never even been in a fucking practice. They've never even been in a fucking practice. So you can, you can only give these things so much value as to what it can do to improve your game. Could you have fucking actually ran the route a little bit better when they say you ran a shitty route? If the answer's yes, run a better route. You know what I'm saying? Like if you fucking need to put your hands in a different position to catch the ball next time and dudes on the fucking stands are saying, hey, your hands were in the wrong position. You don't tell them fuck off just because they're in the stands. You take what they offered you and you say, you know what? I can improve there. And you make the improvement and you move the fuck on. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think there's a value here, though, too, is like, you know, you don't take relationship advice from somebody who's in a relationship you don't like. And you don't take business advice from somebody who doesn't run a fucking business or doesn't have a good. No, business. for sure, bro. It, yeah. But, but don't take a business. Don't take. Uh, you uh, got to consider the source. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But if there's a, even like, bro, even a broken clock's right twice a day. So like even if the source is bullshit, but they're offering you a way to get better, you should be thankful that you got to see it, even though it hurt, because now you're better. Now you're going to go be better. You know, that's exciting shit. Um, you know, I, I think people nowadays, you know, they're so quick to want to wanna vic be the victim. And, and bro, do I agree with the cancel culture shit? No, dude, it's, it's ridiculous. It ruins lives. Like, it's mentally fucked up. You know how many times I've had people accuse me or pile on to me just because they don't like the shit I say on the show? Bro, a hundred times. Maybe more a week. Yeah, <laughs> saying, right. is, is that a day? Is that like, a week? Dude, what that, are we doing? But like the metrics. <laughs> yeah, but the point is, is that like there are people out there who have completely changed their lives, and there's people that are become. You're going to do by going on this journey of being better and dealing with the resistance and holding yourself to a higher standard. The in, the good that you are going to do is going to be one thousand x 
those little comments, or even when the whole entire world hates you for a few days, the, the good that you do will outweigh that by a thousand times. So don't cower away from the opportunity to be who you want to be because, dude, the world needs winners. The world needs doers. The world needs people who accomplish because without those people, there is no hope for everybody else. There is no inspiration for everybody else. There's no story for everybody else to follow. Okay? It's your duty to build something out of your life if for no other reason you have to be the example of what the fuck is possible. I feel that personally as an obligation. That's maybe it's just me. I don't know. But to me, when we start talking about America and we start talking about duties and we start talking about what's going on in the world, it all comes back to the things we're talking about now because we were given this opportunity in this free country to create an amazing life. And as hard as it may be, and it's going to be harder for some people than it is for you. It's going to be less hard for other people than it is for you. But we still all have this opportunity to move forward and create something. And it is our duty to do so, so that the, the little bitty kids that you see running around that make us all smile and laugh, have someone to point to like we did when we were kids and say, bro, I'm going to be like that. That's what this is about, dude. That's what this is always about. That's right. I, I, it's the same things that you're saying. I think the higher the level, the higher the devil. And I think any, anything you do where you're shooting for the stars, people are going to try to burn you up along the way. Yeah. And, and look, I've, I've, one of my favorite quotes is haters will see you walk on water and say it's because you can't swim. Yeah. You know, they, they will find anything to say no matter how much good you're trying to do. They will find it. And it, it, the last thing I'll just say on this piece, because I always tell the guys, <laughs> if you're going for something big, if you have a big dream, bring an umbrella because a lot of people are going to try to water down what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to want you to succeed. No one wants you to reach your potential that hasn't reached theirs. Makes them feel uncomfortable. That's right. More uncomfortable. They're going to bring you back down to their level just to make them comfortable. Exactly. And you're going to create waves. No, no one wants you to get in their boat and create waves. But if you're a difference maker, if you genuinely want to make a difference in this world, you're going to. You're going to make waves in a boat. People aren't going to like you're that. Gonna, you're going to make waves just by shining different. Just by the way you talk, by the way people like you. Like, dude, there's, there's people out there that hate me just because other people like me. Right. And I have nothing to do with what the fuck I say. You see what I'm saying? Like, dude, that's the reality of standing for things and being who you are and developing a real character, uh, whether, you know, that aligns with everybody else's or not. Um, accomplishing things. Dude, the best we can do is the best we can fucking do. And the cards are going to fall where they may. But I am a huge believer that if you make more deposits than you do withdrawals, you will be rewarded appropriately for those deposits versus the withdrawals you make from people. People will remember the good things you did. People will remember that, you know, it's worth doing. You know, like, dude, when I get a letter from, like, I've been doing this for nearly a decade now. When I get a letter from someone who says, hey, man, I, I started listening in 2015. Now I have a company that, does, you know, seven or eight figures or even nine figures, shit like that. Or like, or like people that write me and they say things like, dude, I, I was going to give up on my entire life, but I, 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 I did 75 hard and discovered a bunch of stuff about myself. I didn't know it like whatever the fuck they say, like, dude, the point is it's worth it 
Because even if it's just one human, even if it's just one life, what if that's the motherfucker that changes everything? Mm -hmm. What if that one person that's going to be inspired by your success that you take all the heat for, that you take all the fucking arrows for, okay? What if the one person that will be inspired, even if your success is, is moderate, even if it's just being a good person, what if that person goes on to set the example for the rest of humanity on what it's like, like Mother Teresa or, or somebody like, like that? Like, dude, that's how I think about stuff. Like, that's, that's how I think. And, and, it's, and dude, it drives me crazy because, like, I feel a heavy burden for that. But, like, dude, how much better would the world be if we all shouldered a little bit of that burden? You know what I'm saying? How much better would the world be if we had a little grace with each other and, like, say, hey, dude, you know what? I realize, you know, you stumbled there, but we got this. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, like, trying to pile on everybody when they're down. Like, dude, we have an obligation to be a better society, and we're, we're, we're not doing it right now the best that we could be. I've, I've, I've been, it's been this recurrent thought as, as, as we've had this conversation. I want to know what you guys' response is. I feel like the, the overarching thought that I'm thinking is that, and we talked about, I coach too, right? Like I tell my guys all the time too, I, I can't want more than you want for yourself. So how is that? Like, how do you produce, how do you develop that inner, I guess, check of like, you have to want it more than people want it for you. You know, because I think that's kind of like, I mean, that's the overarching theme is I think there's a like, <clears throat> not a lot, not not overwhelming majority of people, but I would say there's a, still a decent amount of people that just have not realized like they have to want it more. No matter how much, you know, how many podcasts we put out every single day, you still have to have that inner drive of like, you have to want better. So like, what, what's your recommendation of that to people? I just say like the messages I try to give these kids, they're not like something I just copy and paste it offline. Like I. I lived through the message. I felt it. So they're going to feel it from my heart. Now, it might not connect every day, but one might change their life. And I don't know who that is. Like you were saying, it could be the one kid that changes the whole team. But if he heard it a certain way when he needed it, it's the only reason I do it. Like this whole coaching thing, I also feel an obligation to change these kids' minds of all these distractions going on out there that affect everything they're doing. And I just can't stand it because if I was poured into as a teenager, I can't imagine how much better I'd be. Man, I was the starting quarterback of my high school team. You know how many times I thought about other people? Not a lot. Like I was not in that mindset at that point in my life. I fought people, did the wrong things on the weekend. Like I had the backwards mindset because I tried to be a football player off the field. That's why I'm so passionate right now to, to get through to kids on my team or whoever. It doesn't have to be that way if you just listen to the answers that we're trying to give you. Like, Andy puts out stuff every day. He doesn't have to do anything. I saw this warehouse. I see what you're in. You don't got to do anything, but you're here to help people. And I think that's so more important than what you have or anything that else is in your life because you're impacting so many that probably don't say a word. Well, bro, that's why we do this. Like we say that all the time, but we're a mission-based company. You know, we are mission-based people. We all believe our leadership here. And by the way, thank you for all of that. Uh, that's that's a tremendous honor to hear from you. Except it's a headquarters, not a warehouse. Well, <laughs> in the back. Yeah. yeah. But look, dude. Uh, you know, when we when we think about how the world really works, and you think about entrepreneurship and business, 
you know, I think people, a lot of people have the wrong idea about success. You know, they, they believe that the way to win is to like somehow get one over on the customer when in reality, whatever it is you do serves a need of that customer. And whatever that need is, solving that problem should be the mission of whatever it is that you do. And so many people look at like the success, you know, this is what I think is a lot, a lot of problem with uh, Instagram culture, right? They look at the car and bro, I love cars. I got all the shit. Okay. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, bro. It's cool. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, you guys look at these things like the cars, the house, money, the, all these things, and you set out on a journey to, to get these things. And that journey always ends up being impossible. Like you can't win that way. The way to win in real world is to solve problems. And so whatever it is your company does or whatever it is your company uh, is supposed to do or whatever it is you think needs to be solved, which is actually the best thing that you could try to solve because whatever problems you see and you passionately believe need to have a solution, those are the ones that you're going to have the, the most interest in solving, which is going to make for a better product, which is your solution, which is how you get paid. But like, guys, if you, if you, this is why we always say like, you have to care because you have to care about what it means to the customer and you have to care to what it means to their life to solve this problem. And if you focus on solving that problem, the dude, all the success in the world will come to you. It really will because people just have the wrong idea of how it actually works. And so if you really think about it like that, we've moved from a society where, you know, making money, um, was somehow like a bad thing to where if you're actually successful in today's age with the amount of word of mouth that can travel about your brand, I think that says something about how well you solve the problem, which is how you're supposed to win anyway. So like it really does kind of equate guys to like do the right thing and you'll have success in that thing. And it's just so hard to get people to, to understand that if you apply that, that, line of thinking to athletics or to strength or to your relationship or to pursuing excellence in your own life in any way. I'm not just talking about money, but if you apply that line of thinking of pouring yourself into uh, the actual solution, dude, you got it figured out, man. Yeah. I say this. I, yeah. I tell the guys, you're studying wrong. You're yeah. studying the wrong things. You study Andy Frisella, you see success. You better start studying his failures. Yeah. You better start studying the now mountain he's standing them, on. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. And you better start studying the, like Peyton Manning. We met him yesterday. He spoke to our team. He comes in. He says, look, I'm a Hall of Fame quarterback. My first year, I led the league, and I still hold the record for the most interceptions in the NFL as a rookie. Yeah. And he was hilarious about it. But yeah. God, that's so true. It, it's unbelievable the, the fact that people just negate that. They, I'll tell you what they study, their timelines. People doing well, people doing well, people. So it's all they have in their head. And they think that it's just going to happen for them. Like we talked about earlier. It's not. You got to start studying what they had to go through. You want my, you want what I have? <laughs> want what I went through. Mm. Like that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. And I think DJ, back to your lesson and the kind of to both Lou and Andrew's point, you know, something that I, I get that I think gets overlooked far too often is, you know, Success, the, the simple plan that Andrew just laid out about being successful, I mean, it's, it's actually extremely easy. Like, it's literally that simple. And I think that's where people get lost. Where it gets hard is the consistency of doing it over a very, very long period of time. You know, you have to fall in love with the process, not just the end result. And I think that piece 
as a young person because you don't get it instantly because we live in such a society of instant gratification. Like they want the win now. Well, dude, and I think that lends well, the itself yesterday. To, that lends itself to the uh, to, to the problem, right? Of course. Like we're studying, people are studying the wrong examples of what they believe success to be. You know, success is not 22 years old with a fucking Lambo on the Instagram. That's not success, bro. Check in with that dude when he's 42. See where he's at. Okay, we have to start like verifying, uh, like where it's like you said earlier. Consider the source. Well, you know, I, like I like I see, dude. I hear this all the time. This is one thing I hear all the time, and I answered this on my Instagram story yesterday. You know, I had a twenty-one-year-old uh, uh, kid write in. Uh, you know, I, I feel like everyone else is winning at a young age, and I don't really even know what I want to do, and I gotta. You know, I, I want to do this, but I'm not sure. And I could tell from reading, like, he mentioned, like, he's like, you're young and you're so successful. I'm like, bro, I am literally twice your age. I have been doing what I do for two years longer than you have been alive on this planet. So, like, the, what's expected now is, like, these a lot of these kids feel like, because they didn't make it at 22 or 23. Nope, it's done. They, they didn't make it. Like, <laughs> right. bro, this, those guys that you think made it, they haven't made it, bro. You Go ahead. Well, no, I was just, I mean, this is my Monday morning meeting. I know you yeah. guys weren't there, which is kind of odd. It's, it's, you know, you have to look at like, you know, if you want to live, if you want to have your dream life and you can, in this building, you can do that. But you got to give me 18 years. You know what I mean? You got to give me 18 years, kind of like Cold Trickle and Days of Thunder, my way. And if you do it and you consistently show up every single day, I promise you in 18 years, the, the human, the character of human that's on the other side of that is not only are you going to be proud of yourself, you're going to be living the life you want. You're going to be around people you want. You're going to be doing a, living a fucking real life that you dreamed of. But you got to give me time. And man. you got to let that cake bake, man. Andy, I heard you say it the other day, the free work you do. And when I think about the free internships I did in college, I, I, I was playing D3 football in, in uh, college. I went home for the summer. So my first, my junior year in college, I went home and I did a division one internship at University of South Florida. Blown away by how cool it was, you know, in awe. Worked for free, actually worked out with the 9 a.m. group and then coached the next three because I was still going back to play. That summer changed my complete mindset and it gave me so much drive in my heart to make it in this field because I knew I could do it. And the next summer, still had my senior year to play, moved to Virginia. I go home to Tampa, but I moved to Virginia and work for free all summer. Guess what I got paid in though? Not money. I got paid in mentorship. I got paid in accountability. I got paid in this is how it should be. I got paid in leadership. I got paid in a belief system of core values. Man, I was given more than I ever could have asked for in money because it set my whole career up in the right stuff poured into me. And I, and I thank those mentors every day. And, and you see Andy, and you see people at the top, and you see all this stuff, but did you see how hard I worked when no one was paying me, when I didn't even have an Instagram, when I had all this stuff, that's why you're here. Bro, I was 12 years into, I was 12 years into the same business before I even started an Instagram account. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the, the false expectation that's being set is very dangerous because it makes people think that they're doing it wrong or they're unqualified. Um, and guys, it just takes time. 
and 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 by the way, I'm nowhere near the top. Uh, I got a long way to go, but I'll take I'll take it. <laughs> uh, the you know the time that it takes guys. You know it, it's less time than what like guys I had like what I had to put in or what's you know Sal and I have had to put in, and Chris and and these guys here like that. You got to remember the first fucking decade there was no social media. Like you guys have access to tools. You know, you have access to people who are willing to share their their struggles and their lessons and their knowledge for, you know, for free or at least very inexpensive. And I'll tell you what, if you go back and listen to the MFCEO project uh, and start at episode one and go all the way through, you're going to learn enough to get to a point where you can pay for like a more in-depth mentorship program. And those investments, you know, they weren't there. Those tools, they weren't there for us. Like I got to read a Tony Robbins book and listen to some CDs which by the way, I was very thankful for because I wouldn't be here without it, okay? But at the end of the day, there's, so, there's also a problem that it's so much access because there's people that aren't really qualified. Yeah, they're stealing. Yeah. They're fucking stealing. Yeah, bro. You know, they're out there saying, oh, it's what it takes to be successful. And they don't know. Yeah. And that goes back to qualifying the source. You better be careful who you're getting this information yeah. from. Like, dude, like, what's their address? Go see their place. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come on down. Yeah, like, order off their website. To be clear, you have to schedule a time to get a tour here. Yeah. yeah please <laughs> do not <laughs> just show up here. Just don't I show just up. Think, I just think it's important, you know, for you guys to recognize that a lot of this stuff that you're being fed is not accurate. Like, this thing of, like, the 25-year-old boss millionaire traveling the world on a yacht. Like, this, this idea, that's a cool aspiration, bro. Like, when I was 19... I wanted to be that at 25 too. And at 25, I was broke as fuck. And I kept that dream, dude. I kept the aspirations of a cool life. I just kept working towards it. And eventually the, all that cool stuff came. But, you know, don't quit because it doesn't come in the first year or the first two or the first three. You know, what took me 10 years should take you four years now with the technology that we have. Well, and I think all the things that I'm proud of that I've, the skill sets that I've developed are all through the lonely times. You know what I mean? Those are the things, that's actually the advice that it, like whenever people, they want you to pay them to mentor them and all this stuff. Like really all they want is they want the secret on how to get through the shit. What's it's the like, well, honestly, I just can't give that to you. Right. Unfortunately, you have to realize that swimming in open water for, for a, a triathlon is very fucking difficult. And you're going to think like you're going to drown. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, 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 so I right. encourage you to get in the water and go feel that. But that's life in general. And that's how it works. But I, 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 I thought this through after Monday's meeting. I wanted to get to this point, you know, 18 years. Okay. Uh, 18 years. You give me 18 years. And I, and I, it, cause I'm going through this like self reflection dad thing right now. Cause you always kind of like the winning thing. Like you always think well, maybe I'm not doing good enough. I, you know, like I just, every day I go home, I think I could have done more here. Every day I leave my kids. I should have done more for my kids. Right. So I'm, I'm constantly in that, in that struggle. But the thing being is what I realize is your kids, you know, in terms of success for Instagram era, they don't care how many cars you have. They don't care what car you drive. They actually don't care how much money you have. And they don't give a fuck that you're cool. They actually care that you're there. They care. It's time. It goes back to time. They care that you're present. They care that you invest in them. They care that you'll play catch with them. They care that you'll kick with them, lay on the couch with them. They, that's, they care about the time. And when it comes, like the older I get, the more I realize how valuable time is. Like time's the, time's the secret. And I think as a young person, you have to look at it and say, okay, well, I got a, a time. Time is my game. Because the time that you invest in the relationships, the time you invest in yourself, the time you invest out on the field playing, that's what matters. And I think, you know, for me, um, stop worrying about the end result. Start worrying about focusing on what details matter today and winning today and falling in love with that process. And if you want to be a great dad, it has nothing to do with uh, driving a Ferrari. 
know what I'm saying? No. It has to do with making sure that, hey, he wants to go out and sit, play catch today. Cool. Let's go. And guess what? When he gets, gets hit in the face with a ball, you know what I mean? You got to say, hey, bro, listen, you got to put the glove there. Right, right, right. <laughs> but in order to get hit, hit in the face with the ball, guess what you got to be doing? You got to be in the game. You got to be playing fucking catch. That's yeah. it. Yeah, dude. You know, I, you know, the other thing, too, that you're saying, Sal, that makes me really, like, appreciate all the, you know, I'm so thankful that, that like, like, the shit I'm the most thankful for are some of the hardest fucking times I've had to go through. Like, you, you know, you and I, like, we've, we've dealt with, you know, hard situations, right? But if you look back at, like, those hard situations, those were where we made the biggest fucking improvement and pivots. The best pivots. Yeah, and if you, if you can understand that, that, you know, you're going to wake up the next day and go to, go to war and, like, improve to be better, that like as long as you're willing to get up and move, you're going to get there. Like explain, I want you to really think about this. Like fucking think about this. Think, you guys listening, I want you guys in the room, like really, like tell me this. If you break your day down into what you consider a win of a day and you win Monday and then you win Tuesday again, okay? So you've only won the 24 hours in front of you which means you've accomplished certain critical tasks, all right? You win Monday, you win Tuesday, you win Wednesday. You lose Thursday. You win Friday, you win Saturday, you lose Sunday. And let's say you take that pattern over the course of the next 20 years and you've won that much more than you've lost. Explain to me how the fuck you can lose in life. Someone tell me, if you win more days than you lose, your life is going to look like a win. It is that simple. And so all you really have to worry about is the 24 hours in front of your face. So break that down. This is what the power list that I talk about all the time that I give away for free. It's free. Okay. Go back to episode 16. Listen to it. It is a foolproof system if you follow it the way it's intended. I'm telling you right now, because dude, it's the only way I can figure out that you're guaranteed to win at life. Because if you can literally make a game and you can win six out of seven days or five out of seven days, how can you lose? Like how, how can you not get where you want to go? I don't under, it, am and I one, missing something here? And once you figure out that he's correct, you can go to andyforsella.com and pick up the MFCEO project or the, uh, the powerless the power, book. Yeah, but the point, that's not a pitch, dude. No, like, that's yes, not a pitch. It's very nice. You can buy <laughs> yeah. it. But that, he's got a great brother who built it for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Comes a nice yeah. package. Yeah. No, but the truth of the matter is, is it, I, I no, know if it were up to me, it'd still be just a notebook. But it's, but, <laughs> yeah. but, the, but go back to it. It's simple. It's simple, but if you give it time, you let it play out over that's a year and fucking, you know, over that's your what life. I'm saying. And that's the thing about, you know, making sure that you, it's not about being perfect. It's about making progress. You and know, dude, one step. Dude, and the other thing is, is that it's, it's about your own self. It's what you can control, okay? You can still win your day and have a terrible day. Like, that's what people don't understand. Like, you can get your fucking balls smashed in by the world. But if you systemize your success, like I'm talking about, and you accomplish those, those five critical tasks on that day, you still fucking won, even though the world came crashing down on you, bro. If you can win when the world's coming at you, 
If you can win when the conditions fucking suck, how good can you be when they're good? I always say, too, like, just to add to your point, I, I told the team this probably my second day there. Failure to me is the most positive word in the dictionary because if I never failed, if I never had these hard times, if I never had all these doubt issues creep in, or is it me, or all this stuff I had to get through, if I never had that, if I never lived through it, I would not be a valuable person for these players. Like, that's how I look at it. If I take all these things that I failed at, or I wasn't given, and had to get through it on my own, and had to find a way anyways, I would never be able to give so much to these players. If you never had to live, Andy, what you've gone through, Sal, DJ, you would not be able to do this podcast because you wouldn't be able to say anything. Yeah, what are we going to say? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, guys. Win. Hey, win. Hey, let's win and have a great day. All yeah. right. Hey, good, day. Like, good game, guys. Dude, and what's cool, you know, the, the, thing show. Is, the thing that's weird about that, dude, is like people fucking overvalue the, the, the really good times and totally like shit on the, on the bad times. Like, bro, you know, the bad times are no fun for everybody. Everybody gets that racy feeling in their heart. Like everybody gets those, hand, those shaky hands. Everybody feels a little sick. We all know what that feels like. It's fucking terrible. But separate from that feeling for a second and say, what did you learn? What am I going to gain out of this? That's what will pull you through, dude. That's what will pull you through. All you have to do is not fucking quit and wake up the next day with that lesson in your pocket and keep moving. And it might be another three months. It might be another six months before you're you know, feeling better for what because there could be some pretty fucked up things that happen to us. But dude, as long as you don't quit and you get up and you execute and you do what we're talking about, you win more days than you fucking lose, your life is going to look like a winning life. It just is. And, and that skill set too, like when you, when, when you look at somebody else, okay, let's say you identify somebody you find of value and they're out in front of you, five years, 10 years, two years, maybe they're even behind you, you know, 36. You look at them and you think, well, it's, here's what the self-justification in your head. Well, it's easy for them. Well, they, they got a different little set of cards. So they got... Listen, I'm telling you, from it is fucking hard. There ain't nothing easy about you living. You get the best set of cards. You get the fucking best set, and it's still hard. It's still fucking hard. Yeah. And and dude, if you got the worst set, that sucks. It's gonna be a little harder for you. you better bluff. But hold <laughs> yeah, on. but I, yeah, no, hold on. It might be a little harder from you, but are you gonna fucking quit? Like, bro, no. That is not what the fuck we do here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't look at the fucking shit and say, man, I got it fucking worse than that guy, so I'm just going to fucking fold it in. Listen, I, you play Texas Hold'em, the guy's got kings, you got two, three. You don't, you don't just quit. I'm you know what I'm saying? You, don't, you, know, you throw a little fucking, <laughs> all right, I'm going to see if I get the straight. You right, know, but, right. that, but that's, the, that's the key. That's the key to life. A lot of people are, they're maybe not the key, it's a key. They're so afraid of failing, of fear, and then they judge them, or they 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 self justify themselves out of the game by saying, "Well, it's different for them. I can't do this. this is why I can't." No, you no, had no, a better no. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's done something great in their life has come from a place of fucking pain. It's come from a place Bro, of uncomfortableness. You it's fucking think I like it when the whole internet comes on my fucking head for saying something? Bro, every time that kind of shit happens, where you go through a hardship, or you go through a difficult time, or you go through a time where you know not. You feel like nobody's around or nobody, bro, those are opportunities to fucking get better. So we have to stop valuing the, we have to stop valuing the, you know, the great times because dude, the great times are only a small part 
of our entire life. High school letterman. No, I'm just saying, like, dude, the 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 moment of glory, the the beer on the beach, the fucking those are moments. That's not your life. Yes. And you shouldn't live your whole life and appreciate your your whole life. If you think that your whole life is going to be these moments, you're going to be disappointed forever. You're going to feel like you fucking lost. Bro, everybody has hard times. Everybody has times that are uh, okay. And everybody has great times. The goal is to fucking navigate each scenario and produce as many great times as you can. (laughs) And get rid of, try to get rid of of this. Maybe even learn to appreciate the not the the un, the peaceful times so to speak and the bad weather because the bad weather makes you a more skilled sailor all right like dude if we all start appreciating these times for what they are we'd be a lot less angry we'd be a lot more fulfilled and we'd be a lot more wise and be able to share with people because dude right now what i see in society is a whole lot of people trying to replicate um you know the beer the corona commercial and, and, and then everything else is shit. So their whole life fucking sucks. And bro, that's not, re- I can't tell you the last time I was on a beach with the fucking Corona, bro. And it looks pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I should make time to do that, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's, that's not your life, man. Your life is like, you know, the things you do on a micro level every single day, like the habits you build, the skills you build, the people you're around, the mission you're working to solve process yeah i think the biggest thing with that if i mean look all these kids growing up right now that all they got to do at at getting better at is being a private success you know everyone's Mm -hmm. a public success everyone's got it online look at me i'm i got this if you continue to work on being a private success in the dark you're gonna have fun in public yeah Mm. real man well listen bro we're running uh, at an hour and a half here. It's about double what we were going to do. Um, <laughs> I really, really, really appreciate uh, not only you coming and making the trip. You know, uh, Lou flew up here. He's flying right back. He's got uh, work to do. But, dude, what you're doing is important, man. And, um, you know, you guys listening, I hope you follow Lou. How can they follow you? Um, at Lou Carell on Instagram or at Louis Carell on Twitter. Follow this man, you know, support this man, encourage those boys that he's working with because, dude, these these are the things that matter right now. You know, when I talk about a cultural revolution, it's not going to be the 42-year-old men. It's going to be what we pour into these 20-year-old men and these 20-year-old women. And so, bro, I just really appreciate all the work you're doing. I mean that from my heart. I appreciate who you are and all the support that you've shown us. Um, and I'm... Really looking forward to seeing what you do from here on out, brother. Appreciate you. Can't thank you enough, guys. All of you. um, Being here gives me chills. Watching you in your seat right now, knowing that I drive to work every day listening to you. It's just, honestly, it's it's a dream. It's uh, (laughs) what you're doing here. I'll say it again. People need it. And I know sometimes it gets frustrating, and I know there's a lot of hate that comes with it, but you help people. You guys make a difference. And they might not all come ringing at your doorbell saying, hey, thank you. But I'm telling you, they hear you. And that's the only thing you can control right now. The greatest impact that you guys will ever have is the impact you'll never see. So, I mean, I think we're all on the same mission. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Guys, that's the show. 
you enjoyed the show, please share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a pole, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll, can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed.